Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. today, grab your Bibles and go to the book of Genesis. Go to the book of Genesis, the book of Genesis. Go to chapter one. It's right at the beginning of the Bible. Genesis chapter one. If you are around uh, Philippians, Galatians, Revelation, hit reverse. Just hit reverse and go all the way back to the beginning of the Bible. And if you still can't find it, just just close your Bible and read it off the screen today. You, you, we'll, we'll help you later. But Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, right at the very beginning. Come on, as you're going there, look at the person next to you and tell them, I'm glad that you're next to me today. Come on. If you're watching at home, turn to your family. Come on, tell somebody they look good. They can't see you under the mask, but you can smile through your eyes. Come on, look at somebody today. Tell them you look great. Encourage somebody today. Come on, encourage, give somebody some confidence today. Say, you slimmed down. You didn't eat for Thanksgiving. You look good. Come on. Tell somebody they look good. Genesis chapter 1. Come on, we're reading out of Genesis today. Genesis is an amazing book. I want to welcome all of our viewers across all of our platforms. Welcome to our online uh, church. And we're glad that you're with us today on YouTube and Facebook, wherever you're watching from. Today, we're going to read from Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. And we're going to begin to read in verse 1. I'm going to read just three verses. And then we'll talk about that today and believe that God's going to speak to us. Amen? Amen. If you're there, can you shout amen? Amen. Verse 1, it says, In the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Let there be light. And there was light. Out of those three verses today, I want to share messages on my heart. If you're, if you're taking notes, if you've got a journal or a notebook, I've titled today's message, Above the Clouds. Above the Clouds. Come on, let's talk about this. I'm going to try to break down Genesis 1, 2, and 3 um, for the next few minutes. And then we'll pray, worship, and I believe we have an incredible, incredible Sunday with our friends and family. Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your grace, for your goodness, for your love with us and toward us. Thank you for this family, this community here physically and online. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives, through our lives, and all that you will do. God, we thank you. We love you. We praise you today. It is in Jesus' name that we pray and all of God's people say. Oh, come on. All of God's people say. Can you give God one more praise? Come on, make some noise for Jesus one more time. Come on. July 13th and 14th, 1977, there was a major blackout in the city of New York. New York City went into total blackout. There was some thunderstorms and some lightning strikes. And a couple of lightning strikes hit some power lines. And the entire city went pitch black. 
There was a major blackout. Some of you may be seeing some of the documentaries about it. It was very impactful. It made a massive chaos in the city, neighborhoods like the Bronx and Queens. Um, imagine a city of 8 million people where all these neighborhoods are without power. You go to your house and none of the lights are turning on. You go outside and other street lights are on. And as nighttime approach, darkness does something to you. I don't know about you, but darkness causes sometimes chaos to happen. In fact, if you go back and see 1977, people, as they got home and saw there was no power, the city was in unrest already because of the Son of Sam murders that were happening. And so people were tense. There was a whole lot of confusion in the city. And so 1977, July 13th, that night, chaos happened in New York City. They believe almost 4 million people had no power. So people started going out to the streets and literally looting began to happen. People broke into businesses and grabbed all kinds of merchandises and the city became a city of unrest and chaos because there was pitch black over the entire city. People lost their minds. They couldn't see down the street. Imagine a neighborhood in New York City all without power. And people are confused. It's a chaotic scene. That night, over 400 arrests were made because people were losing their minds. I wasn't alive in 1977. I'm a young fellow. But, um, <laughs> young fellow. But, uh, but I've had my own share of experiences of darkness. August 24th, 1922. Many of us remember it well. It's when Category 5 Hurricane Andrew hit Miami, Florida. Anybody remember that? I was just 10 years old. I was living in Hialeah, Florida. Anybody from Hialeah in the house? Okay. It's a few of us, but we're loud and proud. Um, 10 years old, and I remember we're in Hialeah, and as night fell, obviously the lights go out, as many of us know, who've lived through hurricanes, and so you're walking through the house with flashlights, and the wind was howling outside and it sounded like there was a massive bear on our front door it was scary at 10 years old i'm like what is going on i'm surrounded by darkness and i remember my dad calling me and my brother over and he's like hey guys guys come look out the window which i don't think is a good idea now that i'm older but my dad calls us to the window and we go and we look out the window and he's like look at our neighbor our back neighbor he had this aluminum roof over his back terrace and the wind was beginning to rip it off and he's like, look at this. Look how powerful it is. It was chaotic. It was crazy. Through the night, we watched it for at least an hour, and the wind would pick it up and throw it down, pick it up and throw it out. And after about an hour, I remember the wind came and completely ripped off the aluminum roof, threw it over the house. The next morning, we woke up, and it looked chaotic. I still remember coming down the turnpike, looking at Kendall and Homestead, and seeing everything was chaos. None of the, none of the traffic lights were working. There was no power in the city. Nothing was functioning. It was a mess. I think we can all agree that at times, life is like blackouts and hurricanes. It's confusing. It's chaotic. It's dark. I'm, I'm not just talking about physically. I'm also talking about mentally, emotionally, even spiritually at times. Like, like mentally, you, you get tired, you're drained, you're confused, you can't even think straight because you're surrounded by darkness and chaos. Emotionally, you're cold, you're detached, there's a fog over your life, and, and it's like, wow, I, I don't know where I'm going, I don't know where I'm walking, this is hard. Spiritually, 
you've grown passive. You don't understand. I'm not where I used to be because I'm surrounded by darkness. Darkness can overwhelm us. Darkness can come and it can leave us in a state of confusion. And all of a sudden we have no idea what's happening next. And here's the challenge. The issue with darkness is that darkness can be overwhelming and it can seem never ending and leave us hopeless. It engulfs us. Darkness surrounds. Have you ever been in a room that's pitch black? It, it feels like it just surrounds you in every way. You can't see a thing. It overwhelms you. And then it looks like it's never going to end. Like, is this thing ever going to finish? Kind of feels like 2020. Is this year ever going to finish? Right? Has something ever taken so long that you give up hope of it happening? Like, has it ever happened to you? You ever go to a restaurant, you order some food, and the waiter takes forever to bring the food, and you give up hope. You're like, we're not eating tonight. We're just not eating. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not eating. Is it just me? I get hangry. I'm like, I'm just not eating. I don't think I, they lost the food. They're, they ran out of food. I don't know. We're not eating tonight. Come on, husbands. Have your, has your wife ever taken too long? You're like, we're not leaving the house. We're never going to that party. Anybody agree? Amen. Don't say amen. You're going to get in trouble tonight. Twenty twenty looks like it's taken forever. Darkness sometimes can look like it's never ending, overwhelming, and it can leave you hopeless. Like God, where are you at? Maybe this year, this is where you're at right now. You walked in here and you are surrounded by darkness and you're saying, that's me. My marriage is still a mess. My family's still a mess. The finances are a mess. Why did this happen? I still don't get this year. And you've walked in here hopeless. 2020 has looked like a New York City blackout or a category five hurricane. I'm telling you, I've had my own shares of challenges and struggles. Earlier this year, I lost my uncle to COVID. Still don't understand. Last Sunday, as we're getting ready to start our morning service, Diana gets a phone call that her uncle passed. Like, you just get those phone calls, and you're like, they just leave you in a daze. This morning, one of our staff members, he gets a phone call. Three of his family members passed away this morning. Three. Car accident. Tragic. What do you do? Life is so difficult sometimes. Challenging. We don't understand it. We don't comprehend it. Life can seem chaotic. And it can seem like it's never going to end. And it can seem like it overwhelms you, engulfs you, and leaves you hopeless. But I love that we have scripture and I love that God is not silent. And I love that no matter how much darkness comes into our life, there's a God who has a light that shines brighter than any circumstance, any problem, any question, any doubt. Come on, anybody grateful that we have a God that is good, even when we don't comprehend or understand? In fact, I want to tell somebody today that the darkness of life cannot overcome the light of Christ. You might be surrounded by darkness. You might be engulfed by darkness. It may seem like you're walking in a haze, in a fog. You may be confused right now, but I want to tell you, the light of Christ eventually will shine. His light is powerful. His light is good. Oh, come on. He'll open up our eyes, and he'll bring life to our situation. And so, so today, I wanted to go back to the beginning, and I wanted to share out of Genesis chapter 1, because it's what's helped my own soul in 2020. Because sometimes, when you're in the middle of something, you got to go back to the beginning to say, wait, why did this whole thing even start? 
I'm in the middle of something, but I got to go back to the beginning to see who started this. Why did he start it? And as you go back, you realize who's really in control. And so today, I wanted us to go to Genesis chapter 1, because I think in Genesis chapter 1, we get some answers and some clarity to help us in 2020. Because I think one of the things that we can't do is get stuck in 2020. Usually when there's a lot of challenges and tests and trials, uh, humanity has this tendency to get stuck. We get stuck in different areas of life. This thing happened, this tragedy happened, this, this horrible thing happened, and we get stuck. It's 2020, but there's some people in here that you're still sitting in 1985. Because somebody offended you, somebody left you, somebody cheated on you, life was difficult that year. And so you haven't been able to progress and move forward because you're still stuck on what happened. We're sitting in 2020, about to go to 2021, but you're still in 1979. Charles Spurgeon, the late great preacher that preached in the 1800s and led an, incredible, led an incredible revival all across the UK, he said this about being stuck and about thinking. He said, ruminating is trouble and leads to bitterness. Ruminating in trouble leads to bitterness. Ruminating, the word ruminating means to chew on, to think about so much. In other words, you think about your trouble so long that that you can't get past it. And he says it leads to bitterness. This person left me and I can't believe it. I, uh, this person cheated on me. This person, did so, they offended me and I can't believe it. I'm still stuck in 1985 and I can't believe it. I don't want to hear nobody. I still won't go to no church. I won't confide in nobody. I won't talk to no humanity because I'm still stuck in my offense. It leads to bitterness. And if you're not careful, 2020 has been heavy. But 2021, God is still faithful. God is still good. God is still able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask, think, or imagine. Come on, that's the God that we serve. And so I'm not going to get stuck. That's why Jeremiah says in Lamentations, this I call to my mind and I remember that his compassions fail not and his mercies are made new each and every. Come on, you got to call to your mind sometimes. That's why Paul says, think about such things, whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is praiseworthy. Think about what is your mind on? I'm not going to get stuck in what I don't understand. I'm going to trust in what I do understand. Anybody with me this morning? And so we go back to the beginning because we got to remember who's in control. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Come on, let's look at this verse by verse. Go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God created. Say that with me. God created. God created. Can you say that a little stronger? Come on. God created. God created. Those are, that's a powerful, powerful phrase there. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The first thing that I think that we can apply from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, is this. God is a creator, so keep faith. God is a creator, so keep faith. As soon as we open the Bible, the first line of the Bible tells us God is a creator. He's a creator. There in the Hebrew, it literally means to build, to lay a foundation, to raise up. God is a creator. He makes something out of nothing. God created the universe, the galaxies, the stars, everything that we know. God himself made it out of nothing. Come on, he's a creator. Like we think, we think we're creators, but we're not creators. 
we're innovators. We grab what's already created and we innovate with it, but we're, we're not creative. Like we don't create out of nothing. God created the universe, the planet that we live in, out of nothing. Come on, that's, that's crazy. Like, he didn't say, let me grab some dirt from here, some trees from here, some dolphins from here, uh, some orcas. Uh, like, let me just grab some, like, birds and wallabies and, and, and some humans and put them all together. No, he created everything out of nothing. The Latin phrase for that is ex nihilo. God created ex nihilo. It means he made something out of nothing. Something out of nothing. Thursday morning, Thursday morning, we woke up. It was Thanksgiving Day. By the way, did anybody eat good for Thanksgiving? Come on. Come on. Oh, I ate so good. I ate for like five days in one city. I'm still paying a price for it. My, Diana wakes up, right? We wake up on Thanksgiving Day, and Diana's like, babe, babe, you want to help me cook? And I said, girl, they don't call me chef, so God, for nothing. Let's go. And she's all right, we got two family functions. We're going to cook today. And I said, let's go. I put on my apron. She put on her apron. We went inside the kitchen. And she said, okay, let's make some corn casserole and some mac and cheese. And I said, oh, girl, let's whip it up. Let's go. And so went into the kitchen. And we prepared a whole lot. Like, we literally made a whole lot of food. We had to go to two different family things. And so we made a whole lot. And she said, okay, I, I said, let's go. Let's do this. What are the ingredients? She's like, all right, we got some corn. We had the corn there. All right, we got some co sweet corn, right? Some sweet corn. We had the sweet corn there and then we had some corn muffin we had some corn muffin she said you're gonna need some corn muffin i'm like got it got the ingredient all right you're gonna need some butter or i don't know what else we needed on that thing right like all these ingredients got them check 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 we grab all these ingredients we mix them together and that corn casserole came out phenomenal came out amazing if i do say so myself <laughs> But I can make corn casserole, but I can't make the corn. I grabbed something that was already made to make something else, but, but I can't create the corn that God made out in the field. The only one who can make something out of nothing is God. Humanity can't do that. And so sometimes we're depending on people to give us something that only God can create. But the only one who can make it is God himself because he grabs nothing and he turns it into something. And so today, maybe you walked in here and maybe you're saying, I don't have anything to give God. My heart is a mess. My spirit is a mess. My marriage is a mess. My kids are nothing. My life is nothing. My finances are a mess. I'm going to tell you, you can give God nothing and he'll make something out of your nothing. That's the God that we serve. Even if you don't got nothing to give him, he can still turn it around. He can still make a miracle. He can still make ex nihilo something out of nothing. And so we walk in here with nothing, and God's like, it's okay, I'll grab your nothing and make something. That's the God that we serve. Anybody grateful for that God? Come on. He creates. God is a creator, and so, and so we have faith because I serve a God that created the universe. And so if he created the universe, he can make something out of my nothing right now. He's a creator. And so I don't look to this world to give me what only God can make. And so where's my faith? In a challenging year, or is it in a God who can make something out of nothing? This is why we worship him when we come in here. We, I don't worship him because I got everything that I want. I worship him because I got all that I need. 
he's good. He's awesome. God, even if I don't have nothing, you can still make something. If you made the stars, if you made the sun out of nothing, surely you can do something with my life. Isaiah says this, Isaiah chapter 42, verse 5. It says, thus says the Lord God who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk. And it says he created. Another translation says he made. It literally is an architect and somebody that's building and laying a foundation that's not there. This is the God that we serve. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 as soon as we open up the Bible gives you faith God who made the heaven the disciples in the book of Acts when they were being persecuted they get together to pray the first thing they say is God who made the heavens and the earth because when you pray you got to give faith to your soul say I'm in the middle of trouble but I remember that God he made the universe and if he made the universe surely he's got me Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 gives us faith God is a creator and then, and then it goes down to verse 2. Look at verse 2 with me. Go down to verse 2. Verse 2 says this. It says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. There's two words there. It says, The earth was without form, and it was void. Without form and void. Two Hebrew words that are being used there is tohu and bohu. Without form and void. Tohu and bohu. Without form and void without form tohu the hebrew meaning it's literally a wasteland a desert something that's not functioning and then bohu means void it means empty in other words when god first made the earth it wasn't in its final form yet literally that's what it means it wasn't in its final form yet he was creating there's two school of thoughts here. One say that God was, this is the process. This is showing us the process in which God creates. Another one says that what happened between verse 1 and 2, while the earth was in chaos and not functioning, is because Lucifer fell from heaven, and that's when earth all got messed up. I tend to go with the first school of thought, that this is showing us just the pattern of how God creates. It's kind of like a potter that grabs a piece of clay and puts it on a wheel, and all you see is a lump of clay, but little by little, he starts giving it form, and function and after about 30 40 minutes an hour you see a beautiful vase and you're like how'd you make that out of that clay i don't know how you did that but that's amazing that's the god that we serve so the second thing that we can learn from tohu and bohu is that god is a perfecter so keep trusting because here's what we learn god does not leave anything incomplete because obviously if we go to genesis chapter one we see that god keeps creating and God does not leave it formless. God does not leave it void, but he begins to give it shape and he begins to make the sun and he begins to make the moon and the stars and the trees and the animals and humans. And all of a sudden he, he puts it in his final form and he says, it is good. God does not leave anything incomplete. And so if God can take something that's formless, if God can take something that's empty, and if he can put it in full functioning matter, and if he can breathe some life into it, and if he can fill it so that it works properly, then surely if he can do that to the universe, he can do that with your life and my life. He doesn't leave you incomplete. He doesn't leave you stuck. He doesn't leave you lacking anything. Oh, come on. He's, he's a perfecter. He works in you and me. And so we're stuck in 2020 saying, God, but my life is a mess right now. It looks like you, you haven't finished. He's not finished with you yet. So good. Yeah. Oh, come on. Look at the person next to you and tell me he's not finished with you. 
Some of you are like, I thought I was done. I'm pretty good right now. <laughs> He's not finished. He's a perfecter. He keeps working. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us throw aside and lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, and so keeping our eyes on Jesus, looking at Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith. The founder and the perfecter. One of the translations says the author and the finisher of our faith. Because whatever God starts, he finishes. Friday, Friday, we, we went shopping all day. That was us. Black Friday, if you think the streets are full and you were mad that people were shopping, that, that was us. We were out there shopping and we went out to do some Christmas shopping and we got home and, and we bought a bunch of Christmas ornaments and all that and we got home and, and, and for the last like about two, three years, uh, we've had a fake Christmas tree. Like I grew up with real Christmas trees. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like you walk in and it smells like pine. It, like, it looks like a squirrel may be in there. Like I, we don't even know. It's a real tree. But, but Diana said, hey, why don't we try a plastic tree for the next couple of years? And we did. And it's awesome. It's, it's a lot easier. I'll tell you that. I brought out the box from the garage and all the ur uh, ornaments we bought. Or ornaments. All the ornaments. All the ornaments we bought. Laid them all out on the floor. Everything was in pieces. It wasn't complete. Like this tree is not functioning. The tree comes in pieces and ornaments everywhere and lights all the lights always get tangled up no matter what they all get tangled up and, and we're looking at this and it was friday late at night nine o'clock at night and we start building this tree and little by little we put it to functioning form right we start building the tree comes in three pieces easy to assemble start putting the lights and all right babe let's go around the tree and grab the ornaments and stop putting it start putting them on the tree and and all of a sudden, that which was without form and not functioning became filled, functioning, and now in its proper final form. That's what God does with our life. He grabs something that's formless, something that's not in its final form, and through the Holy Spirit, He starts adding, beautifying, sanctifying your life and mine. And so that which is formless, tohu and bohu, and void God doesn't leave it like that he he forms it and so you're frustrated because you're not finished yet but today you can keep trusting because God's not going to leave you there that's why Paul says in Philippians that he who started the good work in me will finish it he'll finish it he'll finish it he'll finish it Our lives can look unfinished so many times. And if we get frustrated and angry every time it looks unfinished, we'll have a hard time in life. But if you can keep the faith and if you can keep trusting, you'll see God's hand at work. It was without form. It was void. And it says darkness was over the earth and the spirit of God moved over the waters. That's verse 2. As I was reading this last night and getting ready and going over the message, I really felt this in my heart last night. I really, really felt this. Today, even if there seems to be darkness in your life, the Spirit of God still wants to move over the darkness. I want to tell somebody this today. The Spirit of God is not afraid of your darkness. In fact, He invades your darkness. Darkness was over the face of the deep and the Spirit of God 
moved, moved. In the Hebrew there, it's hovered. It means a violent wind. It means a shaking. Literally, a shaking over the waters. It's a picture of a bird that hovers or broods over some eggs that are hatching. And all of a sudden, she starts flapping her wings because energy now is created in life. And it gives it wind under its wings so that the little chicks can begin to fly. That's literally what the Holy Spirit was doing. He began to hover, move. He began to violently bring a wind over the waters because God was about to start speaking and the sun was about to start creating. It's what God does constantly. He sends the Holy Spirit over that which life is about to begin. The New Testament, go to the New Testament, go to the book of Acts. The disciples are in the upper room. They're afraid. They just killed Jesus. They said, we're next. They're being persecuted. If they just killed our leader, they're about to kill us. But Jesus says, go to the upper room and pray and wait for the Holy Spirit. And as they were praying in their room, in darkness, confusion, and fog, not knowing what was next, the Bible says that a violent wind came in the room and the room was shaken. And all of a sudden, tongues of fire appeared over them. They began to speak in new tongues and they began to praise God. And life came out of that shaking. Because every time the Holy Spirit moves, new life comes out. He wants to move over you this morning. He wants to move over your marriage. He wants to move over your life. He wants to move over your calling. He wants to move over your destiny. And new life will come out. It's who he is. He moves over and new life begins. The new church began in the book of Acts after he moved. Today he wants to move over your life and my life, over our darkness, over our fog, over our confusion, over our questioning. He's moving. And he'll move inside of you and over you, and he'll equip you and quicken you to new life. It's who the Holy Spirit is. It's all three working in creation. It's all three working in our life right now, even when there's darkness. And then verse 3 said, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. See the Spirit of God working over the waters. Father speaking, and now there's light. In fact, in the proper Hebrew translation, God says, light be. He gives a command to light. The light that shines is not the sun, because if you keep reading Genesis chapter 1, he doesn't create the sun until later. So where does this light come from? It's the light of God. It's the light of the sun, Jesus, that shines. When you know God and you walk with God, you don't need the sun. Because there's a light that shines even in the middle of the night. The Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 21 and 22 that in the new earth and the new land, there will be no more sun and no more moons because his light will shine forever. It's the same light that shines in Genesis chapter 1, now in Revelation chapter 21. It's the light of Jesus. So today, if you're walking in darkness, I want to tell you, there's a light that shines brighter than the sun. And it will shine on your situation. And it will eventually shine through the clouds that's blocking the view. And so though the year has been challenging, confusing, hard, and heavy, and we don't understand, I don't pretend to know all the answers. I'm not up here telling you I got, I got it. I understand. What I don't. But all I know is that his light will shine. Because he's the God that says, let there be light, and there was light. And so if you're in the middle of fog, if you're in the middle of darkness, if you're in the middle of confusion, all we need to do is ask God to shine his light, and he will speak light into the darkness, and it will shine through. 
And it's Jesus, the sun that shines. It's Jesus. It's the Father speaking, the Spirit moving, and Jesus shining. So the third and final application is God illuminates, so keep hoping. We don't give up on hope because I know his light is greater than the darkness. I don't lose hope. I don't lose hope even though it's been hard, even though it's been difficult. He's going to shine his light. I have faith. I trust. I hope. It's my faith. It's what I stand on. It's what I worship. That he will shine in my life when I don't understand it. When I don't comprehend it, when I don't have the answers, he'll shine. That's why I love that song that we sing sometimes. It says, when darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. He never changes. It's who he is. He is light. Darkness may block it, but he's shining. And it will pierce through the night. So don't you give up and don't you quit. Don't stop fighting because there's light behind the clouds. And the light is Jesus. I want to turn to one last verse. Genesis chapter 1. It's almost identical to the way John begins his gospel. Alex, how do you know that was Jesus at the beginning? Because, because look what John writes. Remember John in his gospel, he's trying to show us that Jesus is the son of God. John chapter 1. Look how John begins his letter. He says, in the beginning. Isn't that just like Genesis? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, John says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. (laughs) In him was life and the life was the light of men. And then look at verse 5. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. In the beginning of time, God created the heavens and the earth. It was formless and void. Darkness was over the surface, and the Spirit hovered over it. But God said, let there be light, and light was. The light was Jesus. And the darkness cannot overcome Jesus. And so no matter what darkness me and you may be up against, there's a light called Jesus. And he will shine brighter than any circumstance, than any trouble, than any storm. He's the anchor that never fails. And today he wants to shine his light on my heart and in your heart and remind us to keep faith and remind us to hold on and remind us to worship and remind us to give us his heart. All we we know is in him and him alone. He is Christ, the cornerstone. He's the one that we hold to. He's the only one that can shine. When the whole world is looking for an answer, when the whole world is looking for a vaccine, when the whole world is confused, there's a light that will shine. And men, all they have to do is look above the clouds to say, wait, there is only one source of life, one source of truth. That's Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah that came to save all which are lost and confused. And so today, keep fighting. About a month ago, me and Diana, first she tested negative, then she tested positive. We tested positive for COVID and we got COVID and it, 
it was wild and all that. That's why we weren't here for the first week back. And thank God we only had mild symptoms. And I think after about two days, I felt great. I felt fine. Then after about four or five days, she was good. So thank God it, it was nothing. But, but obviously we were in quarantine for about 14 days and all that. And one of the things I read a lot during COVID was that it was good to get sunlight because sunlight helps with viruses, like to ward off viruses or whatever, fight them. And so, so every single day I was like, okay, I, I'm going to go for a walk. If I couldn't walk, I'm going to sit outside. Literally, we literally sat in our backyard. We pulled the chair. We're just, I'm, just gonna, I'm gonna get a tan back here. I don't care. I'm getting some sunlight. And so I would try walking and, and I'm like, all right, let's go walking. And I would go walking, just trying to get some sunlight. And I'm like, every day I'm gonna get some sunlight. I'm getting over this thing quick. And I'm going back to whatever we got to do. And so one day I go out. And it was one of those days, you know, two, three weeks ago where it was extremely cloudy. And, you know, you can tell, like, wintertime has already started in Miami. Wintertime for us is like 89 degrees. But, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. It wasn't like that hot, scorching sun. And so I come out and I'm like, where, where's the sun? Like, where's the sun? Like, I, I need some sun. I don't want COVID no more. I, don't, I want to get rid of COVID. Right? And so I'm like, like walking around. Like, my neighborhood is like a horseshoe. And so you can walk around. And so as I'm walking, I see the wind is blowing. And it's moving the clouds. So it would block it at times and then unblock it and block it. And I'm trying to catch it. I'm like, oh, no, I need some sunlight. I don't want COVID. I'm trying to get in the light. Like, I, I, I want to get rid of this thing. And so I literally crossed the street and everything just trying to get some sunlight. It was frustrating. It's like hide and seek with the sun. That's what I was playing. And you know what I started realizing? Like, the sun was always there. It wasn't the sun that was moving. It was just clouds that were blocking it. And if I can lift my eyes a little higher, I would realize it's always been there. I just let something block it for a moment. I finished with this thing. Alistair Begg was an incredible preacher. I love what he said. He said, God's care for his children is as constant as the sun. Even though the clouds obscure it, it does not mean that the sun is not there. It's always there. Just go above the clouds. Today, I really believe that God wants some of us to lift our eyes above the cloud. This is why we come to church on Sunday. Oh, come on. We come to lift up our perspective to say the week might have been challenging. I got more questions than answers. But all I know is that I have a constant love. All I know is that I have a constant father. And I'll lift up my eyes above the clouds. And I'll keep fighting. And I'll keep worshiping. And I'll keep believing. And I'll keep faith. And I'll keep trusting. And I'll keep hoping because God is good. Can I get an amen? Come on, why don't we lift up our hands this morning? Come on, let's worship it this morning. Come on, let's worship it.